folks. Again, my name is Steve Erbauer, and this is Steve Erbauer's Grateful Dead podcast. Thanks for coming back. Um, if you're here, I'm assuming it's for the second set of my first Grateful Dead concert, which was July 12th of 1990. And I, if you listened to the previous one, um, you know that this was quite the experience for me. And I just want to kind of launch right into it. But I do want to preface just by saying that at this point in this evening, I had no idea what was going on. I was just, I, I, it wasn't exactly a problem, but I really was just overwhelmed on so many levels. And I'm very fortunate that I was with a couple guys, one of whom was a seasoned, grizzled veteran because he'd seen him once before the previous summer and kind of had some idea what was going on. And me and my other buddy, we were just, you know, deer headlights, jaws on the floor and, uh, you know, just a useless giggle is basically what we were. And, uh, <laughs> and so, um, you know, when the music started again, I mean, fortunately the rain had kind of died a little, not a lot. I mean, it was still raining and, but I just had a blast watching everything during the set break with the mud and nakedness and lights and people. The, it was just, just people. I mean, hello, it was 64,000. Just, it was nuts. Um, so that was very entertaining and I felt just right at home. It was really delightful. And, um, but when the lights went down and my, that my Gary turns to me, my friend who knew what was up and he's like, they're going to do box of rain cause it was raining. And sure enough, they did. I had no idea what that meant. I mean, I barely knew what my name meant. It, 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 it so it was kind of irrelevant, but, uh, it, but it did bother me just a little bit that like, he thought this was really special. And frankly, I wasn't getting it. It was just, I just, and that kind of like, why am I not getting this? It seems like a big deal. I don't understand. And then they launched right into victim of the crime and it was loud and it was, um, uh, it set the tone, I guess, for about the next 40 minutes of my life um, because I, I started to get really uncomfortable again because, hello, you just got to listen to it. And and um, Foolish Heart was, I don't really remember, um, uh, and Dark Star, uh, you know, I, of course, being a, just a total noob, I really had no idea the significance or anything like that. All I knew, know, was that at, at some point in time, kind of later in the proceedings, I, I turned to my friend Gary and I looked at him and I kind of grabbed him and I said, I really wish they'd start playing the nice music again, man. And uh, he just started laughing. I mean, laughing. And and so that told me that it, I was probably, you know, it was, it was, I'm glad that he did that, you know, because, I okay, it'll probably be fine. But um, there was a point where I, it was, it was reckoning, you know, it was me and Mickey Hart and, um, and uh, it left the smoking crater of my mind. Um, but it was great because like, um, it just sorted me right out. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, by the time they kind of slid into, uh, dear Mr. Fantasy, um, I just, I, like, I felt, um, like a complete person really for the first time in maybe my entire life. And, uh, and when they started playing touch of gray, as cliche as it may have been at the time, I did not. That's not how it hit me uh, that evening. Um, it was a big deal for me, and uh, and the encore of the weight um, was I. It couldn't have been more perfect. I mean, it was kind of like a greatest hits cover night after drums. Is all along the Watchtower. Uh, hello, uh, dear Mr. Fantasy into the Hey Jude reprise, which is not perfect musically by any stretch, but it is powerful. And in the moment, I couldn't believe it. I had no idea they were gonna do that. Um, 
and it was it was just very moving. It was it was just a really big deal to be doing that that Hey Jude bit with 64,000 of my closest friends. You know, um, it was very cool. And uh, during Touch of Grey, you'll hear it. I think it's during the second verse. They had this gigantic marionette of a skeleton as tall as the stage, I guess. Um, came out, you know, came out of its home or whatever, and it started dancing during Touch of Grey. I mean, it was really big. It was, and so people kind of went nuts for that. I'm sure they probably did it at every show that summer, but I didn't know it was coming. Um, and it was just really cool. And, uh, I, uh, was sold, you know, I, I got on the bus that night. And so, uh, it's just really special to me. And, uh, that's why I'm sitting here talking to this microphone right now. Uh, so with that, I'm going to stop and cause this is long, it's a long one. Um, but I hope you stick with it and, uh, I'll see you on the other side, folks. Grateful Dead, July 12th, 1990. Okay, we got a couple people up here in the front that are getting squished. We're gonna try a little thing called take a step back. One, two, three, everybody take a step back. Back! And again. One, two, two nine, three, eight, seven. Take a step back. Let's start in the back and move from the front. Okay, we're gonna try and take another step back. Can anybody breathe yet? No. Well, let's try and take another step back. A one, a two, a one, three, two, three, back. Oh, I can see chests moving from the air. Can anybody breathe now? What do you want me to do? 
watch for you while you're sleeping. Well, please don't be surprised when you find me dreaming too.
Ah, uh-huh. ah, 
something to make us all happy. Do anything, take us out of this gloom. Sing a song, break a jar, make us happy.
nothing much to it. Whistles through the teeth and spirits. It's alright. Oh, well, a touch of gray. Kind of suits you anyway. That was all I had to say. It's alright. Thank you. 
My bag is taking long And I do believe it's time Get back to Miss Fanny You know she's the only one Who left me here with her regards Put the load right on me. I uh, was kind of an afterthought for this. I got introduced to, well, uh, we filed out into the parking lot at RFK Stadium. And at the time, me and my buddy Chris were, we'd been listening to a lot of the album uh, Metal by Pink Floyd. And so we put on in the parking lot, uh, <laughs> we put on one of these days, just blasted it out of my car and and uh, this guy comes up to us and he's like, he chastises us. He's like, this is so, it just doesn't match. This is, why would you play this? As he's kind of walking by, you know. And uh, so we're kind of standing there like, did that, uh, you know. And uh, and then this other guy, like right after that comes up, goes, oh my God, man, this is so one of my favorites. And he just starts like, flailing, you know. And so we're like, okay, cool. All right. Um, cool. <laughs> it was just one of those things, you know, within the span of 40 seconds, we got two very different, uh, very powerful uh, opinions about what was happening. And I don't know, it was just kind of a cool moment. But, um, you know, that this night uh, started, it changed a lot of things for me. And um, I'm just, like I've said before, very, very fortunate. I, I do feel that I'm one of the most fortunate people ever just for having to have gotten to have this experience and to you know start kind of on this path with these guys and uh um i don't you know i, I don't know where where i would be or how things would have gone had i not you know taken the leap and gone to this concert but uh i did and i'm i'm very thankful for it so um that's why i'm sitting here talking to y'all tonight so with that i hope that you have enjoyed this and uh We'll uh, see you again next time, folks. Again, if you have uh, any comments, questions, or criticisms or concerns, uh, please email me at negdpodcast at, at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. Have a great night, folks. Thanks. Bye.